The Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Emerging Technology, a professional development seminar. Featuring founder and CEO of Carpe Diem Social, LLC, Neza Shelley. President of General Motors Defense, LLC, David Albritton. Commanding Officer of the U.S. Marine Corps Logistics Base, Colonel Alfonso Trimble. Chief Technology Advisor for Worldwide Technology, Rick Pina. And Senior Manager, Global Defense Programs for Amazon Web Services, Mark Fox. Cybersecurity systems are constantly being pushed to new levels to defend from hackers' attacks. With each new day, organizations are trying to defend against a new type of assault. Join our panel of experts for an in-depth discussion about the current state of technology and future trends surrounding the technology that is impacting our cybersecurity systems today. We will discuss the essential drivers that impact the overall and the foreseeable future. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Emerging Technology, featuring Naza Shelley, David Alberton, Colonel Alfonso Trimble, Rick Pina, and Mark Fox. So I just want to welcome everyone uh, to the Emerging Technology panel. We're going to have a very interactive session. So I want to just thank everyone for being here as you come in. Um, if you feel the need to ask any questions to any of us that are volunteering, we can definitely answer that. But we, we have someone that can answer that all. And that's going to be Nasa Shelley. She's our moderator. Um, she is the founder and CEO of Carpe Diem Social, and she will introduce the panel uh, and what's going to happen. Good morning, everyone. Almost afternoon. You guys are all looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, so we're super excited for today's panel. So this panel is going to run a little bit differently, and the room is kind of broken up into four sections, and we have four um, subject matter experts. So um, if you are a university student, we're going to ask you to, when we break out into our session, we're going to ask you to sit towards the front. If you are in the military, we're going to ask you to sit over here in this section. Then it's university, I'm sorry, it's private sector, private sector, corporate in that section, and then government in the other section, right? So you know your profession or your situation, so it's gonna be university, um, military, government, private sector, okay? All right, so we wanna jump in and get started because we have a lot to cover in this next hour. So like Sonia said, this is the emergency, uh, um, emerging technology panel, and we're gonna be talking about the current and future impacts of blockchain, AI, machine learning, data analytics, and the Internet of Things and mobile technology. That's a lot of information to cover, but we're very lucky because we have subject matter experts who will definitely be able to touch on these subjects for us. Um, as Sonia said, my name is Nasa Shelley. I'm the CEO and founder of Carpe Diem Social. Um, we are a social media tech company that focuses on making meaningful connections between people. And the first thing that we've done is release a new dating app on the market that's called Carpe Diem. And it has a patented video first matching process. So we really focus on introducing chemistry into how people are dating. And that kind of segues a little bit into why we're doing this um, session more as a speed networking 
um, event where we want you guys to get up close and personal with these panelists, be able to ask them the questions that matter to you um, as it pertains to emerging technology, and we're gonna have a really good time. So just to start really quickly, I wanna um, introduce our panelists. We have um, Colonel Al Trimble, who is the commanding officer in, of Marine Corps Logistics Base in Albany, Georgia. We have David Alberson, who's the lead executive and general manager at General Motors Defense. Rick Pena, the principal technologist for Federal at Worldwide Technology. And Mark Fox, senior manager for global defense programs for Amazon Web Services. So you can see that my introduction was pretty short for them because if we had to go through all of their accolades and accomplishments, this entire hour would be taken up just from that. Um, and so what I wanted to do to get into a little bit of what they do is ask an intro question. And that question is that the Bayer Conference is about thinking globally. That means uh, thinking about how what we do impacts us and the world around us and vice versa. So we're gonna ask each panelist to take one minute or two to tell us about what you do and something you're working on that you believe will have a global impact. So we'll start with Mr. Alberton. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, at General Motors, being one of the largest you know, global auto manufacturers, people just think about the company in the traditional fashion of being just you know, a car manufacturer. But if you think about the technology that is being incorporated in cars that you're driving today, you know, we are thinking well ahead, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And it's all about that phone that's in your, in your hand, right? You think about the connectivity that you live with every day. All that capability is coming into your vehicle and it's being, you know, so it's, it becomes an extension of you. So if you think about the extension of that now platform, which is essentially has about 10 million lines of code in every late model vehicle. So it's essentially a node to network. And when it's connected to a network, you can have information flowing in between that you know, device, which is your car, you as the, you know, the occupant of that vehicle and the networks for which that you're operating in. Uh, provides a tremendous amount of capability for different things to happen. You can think about autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles. You can become a mobile ecosystem uh, that you're a part of. General Motors is investing billions of dollars in the creation of that ecosystem. My job as the president of General Motors Defense is to take advantage of all those billions of dollars of uh, R&D investment and all those capabilities and thinking about how to reimagine them in the U.S. military or global militaries or security environments. Our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines need the latest technology to be competitive on the battlefield. And if you think about the investments that we're making in the commercial spaces, the U.S. military is making a similar investment in those capabilities as well. Autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles, hybrid electric, you know, diesel vehicles, et cetera, to provide stealthy capabilities for a platform to move from point A to B. But you can think about different undersea platforms, aviation platforms as well, and using that same core technology. So that's what I work on every day. Awesome. Thank you so much, um, uh, Colonel Trimble. Thank you, David. Uh, folks, again, uh, I agree with David. It's great to be here this afternoon. Um, I'm uh, Colonel Al Trimble. I'm the commanding officer of Marine Corps Logistics Space Albany. And so when you talk about logistics space or you talk about installations, uh, it is my job to ensure that I have uninterrupted flow of power, utilities, and assets so that the warfighter can stay in the fight. And so some of the things that we're working on down at uh, Marine Corps Logistics Base in Albany is uh, we have uh, about four or five different smart energy sources that we're, we're working with. Uh, starting out uh, sometime this summer, we should reach net zero, meaning that all of the energy that's required to uh, power the base will be powered from renewable resources. 
we have solar, we have biomass, we have um, steam to electric generators, and we have a landfill gas. We also have some very uh, unique technology called a borehole thermal energy storage system, which stores the heat of uh, summer to use it in the winter and vice versa. But all of these things need to be networked. And so another issue that, or another project that we're working is a facility-related control system where we have smart installations so that the buildings and so that the heating and HVAC and water treatment systems will tell you what conditions they're in. And so that uh, when they're going bad, you can bring them offline at an opportune time to either repair or upgrade them uh, so that you don't interrupt the flow to the warfighters. And beyond that, that's energy security. That gets us there. And beyond that, uh, we have an industrial base, right? So we repair all of the depot level repairs for uh, the Marine Corps and some of the services and, of course, the FBI and some other folks. And so how do you stop uh, or how do you prevent uh, that line from shutting down? And so another way of doing that is to really get after the IoT of things, using sensors on these uh, platforms and networking the sensors together, aggregating that data, doing the data analytics, doing the business analysis, pushing that up to a cloud solution using GIS or using a, a work order generating system so that instantly the individuals responsible for repairing those things will know uh, when they're going bad and, and they can take them offline accordingly as well. So those are some of the, the things that we're doing down at Marine Corps Logistics Base Albany uh, to stay in the fight and support the warfighter uh, to be uh, at its optimum readiness. Thank you guys so much. Mr. Pena? So uh, I'll uh, piggyback both off of uh, David and Colonel Tremble here. Um, both from a defense perspective, I, I served in, uh, in the Army for 25 years, and, and then what Colonel Tremble was just talking about from a, from a sensor perspective or AI and IoT. Here at Worldwide Technology, I'm thankful that uh, I'm at a company where we pretty much deal with all of the manufacturers across uh, the globe, basically. So we can deal with companies from Silicon Valley, Boston, Austin, Seattle, uh, Redmond, Washington, we work with them all, uh, but what we really do is integration. So um, we're in a place where we can integrate all of these disparate technologies and really kind of produce operational outcomes, outcomes that can produce some type of fiscal uh, outcome or mission outcome. Obviously, I came out of the mission space, uh, but we really focus on outcomes. I, I welcome everybody here in the room to go to WWT.com and take a look at kind of what we have to offer, but we all we open up this amazing lab. We have a half a billion dollar integration facility uh, in St. Louis that we offer up to everyone. So if you go to WWT.com and get an account, you can actually take a look at that. And there we're focused on everything from, as was stated, IoT uh, to use cases around talent management, which is also a big, big thing for the DOD right now. Or even I know that there's some students in the room. We're working in the education space. Uh, with several universities around not just student safety from a physical security perspective, but student safety psychologically. So we're tracking, uh, you know, we have to get through all, all of the legalities, but there are some cases where uh, institutions have allowed us to track data and then present the data back to the institution uh, and to the students and even to the parents in some, in some cases where we can identify when a student uh, is maybe trending in the wrong direction, maybe not eating in the cafeteria, maybe missing some exams, uh, and it may be a student that's about to drop out of school. Obviously, that's a big, uh, that would be detrimental for the institution and also for the parents in that situation. So uh, we're working on a, a myriad of things from the defense space, uh, obviously, to state and local and also higher education. Uh, so I'm excited about it.
Awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Fox. Not to shortchange you in time, but if we could do two minutes, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the wrap up. We'll keep you. it short and sweet. We can go 30 seconds if we have to. Uh, <laughs> to, to mimic again, you, you've got uh, active and former active military folks, a lot who are up here. Uh, by the title, you can tear the, tell that my focus here within Amazon is on the defense community. As a company, uh, across the board, uh, you know, if there's one thing that we do, it is obsess over our customers. You're listening to Emerging Technology, a professional development seminar featuring Naza Shelley, David Albritton, Colonel Alfonso Trimble, Rick Pina, and Mark Fox. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference, where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, my hope is that all of you are Amazon Prime members and there's boxes waiting for you when you get home today. <laughs> I know there'll be a few on the step for me, but my customers are the defense community. And at the end of the day, and this is a little bit of what Rick said and the Colonel said as well, you know, the focus of what I'm trying to do is threefold. Number one, with Amazon and specific Amazon Web Services capabilities around the cloud computing, and we're gonna dig into that today. Uh, there are three things that I wanna get done. I wanna save the government, the taxpayers, you and I money. I wanna let them get more bang for their buck. The second piece of it is I wanna help them, enable them with the technologies that we provide, be able to bring capability to the forefront faster. I wanna be able to affect and enable mission. No Amazon folks, we are not gonna go out into the battlefield, although many of us have in the past, but it's the technologies that we bring to bear out in the battlefield that will change the face of war going forward. And then the last piece, again, depending on what Rick had started to talk about, was to increase the cybersecurity posture while doing this. There's a lot of fear, unknown, misinformation around these modern technologies, whether it be cloud, artificial intelligence, blockchain, um, you know, we can kind of go down the list. Quantum, 5G, we'll talk on that today. If we cannot operate in an increased cybersecurity posture, none of it matters. So that's the focus that I have, and we'll drill into some of those technologies today. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you guys for the introductions. Um, we're going to go straight into our speed networking session. And so just to recap quickly about how it's going to work. Once you guys uh, break into the section that you're in, whether or not you're a university student, if you're in the military, private sector, um, you'll stay in your seats. Uh, these um, gentlemen will rotate every 10, 12 minutes, um, and you'll be able to ask them your questions. They have some um, high-level points that they want to talk about, so don't worry. You'll get to meet and date each of them, um, and <laughs> you, won't, you won't miss out on anything. So what we want to do is take one minute to very quickly relocate to the section that you are assigned to. So again, we have university students here, military, government in the back corner, and then we have private sector over here in this corner. Okay, everyone. So thank you guys so much for engaging our social experiment with the speed networking. Hopefully it wasn't too difficult to hear um, the, the experts and you guys got some really great feedback from them, I heard some very interesting conversations um, around privacy and data and you know the use of social media and how everybody's engaged in machine learning and AI. So it sounded like a really great conversation. 
Um, I have a quick wrap-up question. Um, I think it really um, hits on some of the things that I heard from the student group. And we're just going to um, ask each of the panelists to address the question very quickly. Um, so we have a mixed crowd here. Um, and from students to industry professionals, some trying to break into STEM fields, and others positioned to be mentors. So from e for each of you, what advice do you have for those entering STEM fields? Um, and for your peers and colleagues, where do you um, see with respect to STEM that we need to go? So Mr. Fox, we kind of shortchanged you on the intro time, so we're gonna start with you uh, for the closing question. So I think the first thing, and it kind of hit home for me, is for those of you, and I think it's probably most of you, and I'm mostly looking over here at the student crowd, who I believe are all or most in STEM majors, stay with it. It's gonna get harder as you get into your last few years of your major. It's also gonna get to be more fun. And, and I'm saying this speaking from experience, I've got four daughters, the oldest of which was a Mickey major that came from Old Dominion. I tried to force her down the cybersecurity path. <laughs> But uh, she said, Dad, I'm just not a computer person. Um, I feel better off you know, doing the mechanical engineering piece. And she struggled to get through there. But she got through it. She's now graduated. Um, she's actually a Navy dependent now, which is another story. She's married a <laughs> Navy new guy. Uh, but she's very happy in work. And, and I can tell you for a number of reasons she's happy. Her pocketbook is happy. So be persistent. Don't give it up. Right? You've got friends that are out that are partying on Friday when you guys are studying, stay with it. It will be worth it in the long run. We need you. Awesome. We have five minutes, so we're going to go really quickly. Yeah, I'll just say along those lines, I'll piggyback off of what he said. Uh, I'll just say this in this field. I've been in this field for 30 years. I know I look young, I am young. <laughs> uh, but I've been in this field for 30 years. This is a field that, that is ever changing. So while I piggyback off of what Mark says, and, and I'm saying stick with it, but I also want to say be open to change, right? So this is constant change. You will never master it. Uh, it will, you, it's something that as soon as you master something, it changed already, right? So, so just be open to change, uh, be committed to lifelong learning. Uh, and if you are a lifelong student in STEM, then you will do just fine. No, I, I completely agree with uh, both my predecessors here, uh, especially Rick, stand the fight, uh, be able to learn quickly, be adaptable, be flexible, and, and keep learning. So I'll echo all that. And actually, I think we've talked about all of that in every, the group, every one of the groups I've spoken with. I think I, the thing I'll strong, most strongly walk away with is networking. You need to walk out of here knowing everybody that's in this room. And then when you walk out of here over the next couple of days, walk home with a, business, a, card, a stack of business cards like this and be connected. Connect with these people on LinkedIn because as they you know, mature in their careers and provide opportunities, if they know who you are, what your value proposition is, and what value you bring, and what your interests are, you, it provides opportunity. As, as you know, Mark said, you know, your pocketbook will like that as well. Um, the jobs in these fields, as they continue to grow, uh, they're in high demand. I know at uh, General Motors, we can't hire enough cyber engineers. We can't hire enough battery electric engineers today. So you, in you know, working in those fields, could command top dollar coming to some of those fields. So stick with it, even on those hard days. Right. You'll I'm telling you, I mean, I went to U.S. Naval Academy. Mark was a year ahead of me, uh, so he's a little older. Than me. <laughs> but um, we uh, I tell you, as hard as it was, I look back now is the hardest thing I've ever done was getting through, you know, the engineering school, you know, school requirements that we had. Everything after that, I, once I got through that, I could do anything else in the world. And that's kind of to where I've been in my career. 
So I would encourage you to think about it in that, uh, that spirit as well. Thank you for those comments. I have something just small to add. I'm not an engineer. I went to the University of Virginia and graduated with a double major in English and Spanish. And then I graduated from Howard Law in 2011. So I'm an attorney that just left my job to do my own company. And so I would encourage you guys as an entrepreneur that's in the tech space to think about how you guys can be producers and creators. Um, yes, uh, STEM jobs pay a lot of money, but being an entrepreneur and starting your own thing can reap much more dividends. So think about how you guys are innovators, you guys are creators, and how you guys can start your own companies and own businesses. And when you're networking together, figure out how you guys can come together and make billion dollar companies, not just $200,000 paychecks. Um, and so we have, three minutes, and so I want to allow you guys to ask a question. Um, does anybody have a, a closing question that they want to ask to the panel? No? No, I have, okay, I have one more, don't worry. Um, we'll we'll um, ask this question, so I just, really quickly, imagine you guys have a crystal ball, and you want to make one prediction about the future of STEM, and so tell us where you see something happening and changing in the next 10 to 15 years, so just super quick. I think on the current trajectory we're on, we're not going to have enough engineers to do what we need in the future, unfortunately. Other countries are producing engineers at a much greater rate than we are, and we need to triple the number of people like you that are sitting in this room. Awesome. Two minutes. Colonel? I think we're going to fundamentally have to change how we educate our, 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 our children, uh, fundamentally. I think we are far behind. You know, when I travel around the world and I see some of the uh, the uh, the, the youth and some of the things that they're doing. And I look at some of our youth, I, although we have some really talented youth, I'm talking about proportionally, I think we fundamentally have to change that. Uh, I think uh, there's going to be quite an explosion in every field. There, there are things out there that are gonna happen that we don't even know what's gonna happen. But that's why I say stay extremely flexible and, and understand and uh, learn as fast as you can, as much as you can. Okay, two more minutes, one minute each. I'll just say that uh, along the lines of being extremely flexible, our, our concept or your current concept of privacy 15 years from now is going to be non-existent. Um, everything will be interconnected. Everything will be exposed. Um, and so you have to grow and, and evolve and develop and operate in that space. There will be people that have come, be come before you that don't want to adapt, but you're the generation that has to make it happen. So thank you. Awesome. So both for the students in the room uh, and for some of the older folks in industry and others, Rick mentioned it before. Um, you guys are going through school and you're probably ready to be done and you think there's going to be this sort of drop off in the cram. Don't let that be a drop off. This whole construct of continuous learning and it needs to be fun, right? Uh, I was talking to some folks back before, and then the kids asked me, and they go, Dad, you know, what do you do? They don't know whether I'm selling books, uh, <laughs> if I fly all over the world, or if I'm a mercenary. They have no idea. And I, and I tell them, I'm a teacher. And to be able to be a teacher and to do what I do, I have to continuously learn. Just to sit here today and to be prepared to have with some of you future data scientists a discussion around AI and machine learning, I spent probably an hour last night, another hour and a half in here this morning, learning. I was watching TED Talks, listening to podcasts, reading. I want to be able to, to know these things. And for you folks, cloud is hot, it's there. Mm -hmm. Artificial intelligence and machine learning is here today. Everybody in this room has used it or been a victim or benefactor of it today. What's coming, right? Blockchain, quantum computing, 5G, 
Those are the fields that you guys are gonna take your experience and even some of the old guard companies here, that's where the future is. So learn it and understand. So sorry to interrupt you, we have a tight schedule. So we wanna first thank everybody, give a round of applause to the panel. If you guys, if you guys want to network, we don't want to stop you guys from networking and meeting with the panelists. We're just going to ask you to step outside of the room because we have another um, uh, panel coming up. Okay. Thank you for listening to Emerging Technology, a professional development seminar, featuring founder and CEO of Carpe Diem Social LLC, Naza Shelley. President of General Motors Defense, LLC, David Albritton. Commanding Officer of the U.S. Marine Corps Logistics Base, Colonel Alfonso Trimble. Chief Technology Advisor for Worldwide Technology, Rick Pina. And Senior Manager, Global Defense Programs for Amazon Web Services, Mark Fox. If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.bea.org. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.